Hey everyone, you're listening to Yap Snacks, a series of bite-sized content hosted by me, Hala Taha. Today we'll be talking about finding a career path that's perfect for you. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor, 4 million Americans quit their jobs in July 2021, and that number has only continued to rise over the last few months. They have dubbed this phenomenon the Great Resignation. You might be thinking to yourself, that's me. I'm one of those people. Or you at least thought about becoming one of those people, probably more than once. Many people are unhappy with their career path that they've chosen, and they feel stuck. And I'm here to tell you that's okay to feel that way. Knowing that a career change is possible is only the first step. But how do you know what profession or career path is right for you? It's easy to become stagnant in a job or career you're not really happy with and miss out on a dream job without even realizing it. And you don't need to be in business for yourself to feel like you're following the right career path. There are so many companies out there, large and small, that can be the perfect fit for you. The Yap team has broken down the best advice that we could find on this topic to bring to you our latest Yap Snacks, the ABCs to a better career. Let's start off with some actionable advice from career coach, speaker, and best-selling author, Kristen Sherry, from episode number 63, Find Your Dream Job. Number two is you want to start with you. What are all of your success stories? So looking at your talents, looking at your skills, what are the things that you have done that you're very proud of in your career? Were you able to recover a relationship of a top client that was about to leave the organization and your skills at diagnosing problems and building relationships were so strong that you recovered a $1 million a year project for your organization? Like what are all your stories. And then you want to ask yourself, who needs this? So we tend to look what's out there. What are jobs out there and where can I shoehorn myself in? Mm. But you really want to start, what do I do best? And now who needs that most? And so I'll give you an example. I had a woman I was working with. She was in business development and she did sales. And I think they sold tools a tool company. (laughs) And she really didn't care about tools. (laughs) And she really didn't like business development. And when she went through these four pillars of career fit, what we found out is really the three things that she did best was she was really good at strategy. She was really good at innovating. And she was very good at analysis and breaking down root causes of problems. So I said, well, just plug those three words into indeed.com. See what comes up. So she put strategy, innovation, analysis. And she got back a strategic innovation analyst role at a bank. And she's in that (laughs) role now. And she said she feels so fulfilled because she was able to go and tell stories because you're going to use the things that you do best, whether or not it's in your job description. You can't be a strategic person and walk into an unstrategic job and not be strategic or give strategic ideas that are implemented or bring strategy to the way you do your own job. You, you can't turn it off. Yeah. So tell those stories and then the people realize you can do exactly what we need. Okay, so let's get on to the ABCs for a better career. The first is A for align. We must first align our future with our interests. Finding your dream career is answering the big question. What do I love to do? In episode number 50, The Science of Perfect Timing with Daniel Pink, a four-time New York Times bestselling author, Daniel gives us a unique way to approach this question. If you go back in time to when I was in college, all the way through into jobs that I, very demanding jobs that I had here in Washington, working in politics. 
throughout that period, and we're talking 15 years, maybe mm-hmm. the whole time I was quote unquote writing on the side. So when I was in college, when I was in law school, I was writing articles and columns for newspapers and magazines. Even when I was working, I was writing articles and essays and things for magazines. Even in some of the jobs that I had where I couldn't get paid for outside work, understandably, if you're working in the federal government, I was still doing it. I was doing it for free. And it finally dawned on me at a certain point that what I was doing on the side was what I was good at and what I should be doing. And so for me, the dual lessons of this are, one, figure out what you're not good at, because that's going to be a very wide universe of things and try to avoid that. And two, instead of trying to find your passion or think too much, just sort of pay attention to what you do and what you do offers a window into who you are. If you don't have a side hustle that can turn into a career, don't worry. There are many ways of figuring out your strengths. Instead of taking online quizzes or personality tests, try asking your family and friends to point out your natural strengths. Sometimes we show off our talents without even noticing. In episode number 98, Design Your Dream Career with Ashley Stahl, a counterterrorism expert turned career coach entrepreneur, Ashley goes over 10 core skill sets that you should be looking out for within yourself. They, just because I have an interest or a passion in something, uh, it doesn't equate to a skill set in it. And so my biggest advice I would say for career advisors and anybody in their career right now is to upgrade the quality of questions that you're asking yourself to get clarity in your career. And that starts with instead of asking yourself, what industry do I want to be in? What am I passionate about? Those are good questions. But what a great question is to me is what is my best core skill set? When have people seen me at my best? Because according to research... We thrive when we are doing well at something. We enjoy ourselves. We have a better time. We like ourselves more. And um, I think a lot of the time people might pursue a passion, but it forces them to work in an area of their skill set that doesn't really align with who they are or where they're gifted. So I would say any given person has probably three or so core skill sets. And it's important to figure out what is that primary one? Like in my case, words is my number one core skill set. And from there, once you figure out your core skill set, asking yourself, how do I want to express this? Because your skill is like an umbrella that can fan out to many different job titles, many different responsibilities. But your skill set is really the what of your career. And that matters first and foremost, how you're harnessing your energy throughout the day. Yeah. And can you give us some other examples of core skill sets? Like what are some common ones that people have? Yeah. Well, I have a list of 10 if you want to jam through all of them for our note takers. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the first one is innovation. And the innovation core skill set is all about you know, the creative self-starter who's the entrepreneur, or it's somebody within a company who is an intrapreneur. It's a highly creative person. Maybe they run their own book of business under a company, um, but they are a creative problem solver. And then the second core skill set I think about a lot is building. And these skill sets are kind of energy fields. So it's not just how you're using, you know, your how you're thinking you're doing responsibilities. It's also how you're using your energy. So building can be quite literal, like a construction worker. It can also be more of a metaphor, like a website designer or a web builder. And then the third skill set I would say is mine, the words skill set. I'm guessing you probably have 
Yeah, Somewhere. I feel like I'm words and innovation uh, yeah. mixed we'll see. together. We've got like seven more. We'll start, but yeah, you probably <laughs> are, uh, especially you know having worked at Disney and stuff like that. You've got some innovative mindset going on. And number four is motion. So people don't necessarily realize that being in motion is a skill set, but these are the for, the for the people who are on their feet all day and that's how they thrive. It could be a tour guide, it could be a hairdresser, it could be a, um, a fitness influencer, physical trainer type of person. And it's important, by the way, as you kind of go through these to reflect on whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, because I know there's a lot of research on being an ambivert, for example, but if you're an introvert, like I somewhat am in my career, contrary to how I probably sound, I sound very extroverted. My word skill set is going to manifest internally. It's going to look like me writing. It's going to probably look like me having a podcast like I do more than me out there on a stage speaking. And it's funny because people who research me, they're going to find a couple of big speaking engagements I've done, but they're going to find more podcast episodes and things that are not behind a video camera because I'm an introvert. And so I think it's really important to kind of know that about yourself. The fifth core skill set is service. This one brings up a whole different slew of questions. These are for our humanitarians, our supporters. And when I think about the service core skill set, there are people who are just natural born helpers. But sometimes it comes from a wounded place where maybe it's a coping mechanism. They learned how to be a people pleaser or an overgiver, and that has really influenced how they show up in their career. So it's so important to be able to reflect on where your skill set comes from. Is it really a skill you have or is it more of a coping mechanism that you've had to learn so that you can stay authentic because you don't want your trauma to be what you lead with? And yet it can be both. It can be that you had to learn how to be a people pleaser and you love helping. It's just important to ask those questions. And number six is coordination. These are, you know, the people probably on your podcast helping you get the logistics done, the event coordinators, operations, project managers, the world moves because of these detail-oriented people. And, and then analysis. And this is a funny one because at the Pentagon, you know, in counterterrorism, I had to work in the analysis arena. And that's not my skill set. And that's why I was so exhausted in my job all the time. And if you look at analysis, it was really me misunderstanding the words core skill set. So I, I didn't realize I'm good at words. That's my skill. And so I kind of looked at intelligence analysis and thought, this is a way for me to use words. But really what I was doing was living in analysis, not in creative words, not in expressing myself with words. So you, you kind of have to notice that there's different versions of how people can interpret their skill set. Or even if you look at a psychologist, you might have one psychologist who leads with words and the way they express themselves is so healing for someone versus a psychologist who's really analytical and they lead with analysis and the advice they give comes through that lens and that skill set. None are better than the other, but it's important to know where you lead. And um, then we've got number eight, which is numbers. Pretty straightforward, our number crunchers. And number nine, technology. So these are our you know, tech troubleshooters, our artificial intelligence creators. They probably also have some innovation in them. And then number 10, which is my favorite one, I feel like you have some of that because you're so well put together, is beauty. So this is the core skill set that makeup artists, interior designers, jewelry designers will have. They make art of the world around them. And I absolutely love that skill set. We'll be right back after a quick break from our sponsors. What's up, Yap Bam? Being an entrepreneur and working remotely definitely has its perks. And I know a lot of you listening in are in the same boat as me. 
But do you really take advantage of being able to work from anywhere? I know I typically don't, but thankfully this past holiday, I finally decided to make use of my work flexibility for the first time ever. My boyfriend and I decided to pack up and leave to the West Coast to spend an entire month working from home in the sun. We got a super cute bungalow in Venice Beach with a fenced backyard. The change in scenery, the fresh air, and the slower pace to help me to inspire some really cool new ideas for my business. And honestly, I'm feeling really refreshed and ready to rock in 2024. And who helped me make these remote work dreams come true? It was Airbnb. And Airbnb has come in clutch for me time and time again. Whether it's finding the perfect Airbnb home for our three-day annual executive team get-together or booking a vacation where my extended family can fit all in one place, Airbnb always makes it a great experience. And you know me, I'm always thinking of my latest business venture and I've been begging my boyfriend to start hosting our place on Airbnb. And finally, we're gonna start. So many of my successful friends host on Airbnb and it's such an amazing way to generate passive income. So to start, we have a plan to start spending more time in Miami and we'll be hosting our place to earn some extra money when we're back on the East Coast. 2024 goals and I'll keep you updated. A lot of people don't realize that they might have an Airbnb right under their own noses. I was pretty surprised myself. You can Airbnb your place or spare room even if you're out of town for just a few days or weeks. You could do what I did and work remotely somewhere else and Airbnb your place to fund your trip. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's airbnb.com slash host to find out how much your home is worth. Young and profiters, it's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur. With inspiration at our fingertips and powerful tools at our disposal, the possibilities are endless. And when it comes to tools that can truly make your business grow, there's one name that always stands out, Shopify. (coughs) Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the real store with the door stage, and even the did we just hit a million orders stage? And if you're in that I need to sell more with less stage, Shopify magic is your AI superpowered sidekick ready to whip up captivating content that converts from blog posts to product descriptions. Not to mention Shopify also is the home of the best converting checkouts in the game, 36% better than other leading commerce platforms. Shopify turns browsers into buyers. It's no wonder Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And you can sell whatever, whenever with Shopify. Push pleated pants with Shopify's in-person POS system or monetize mindful meditation. I sell my LinkedIn Secrets Masterclass through Shopify and they've made my life a breeze. It took a couple days to set up my store and I just get to focus on what I do best, creating great content and marketing my product. So don't stress if you're new to this commerce thing. Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. And remember, whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profiting, and that's all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash profiting to start growing your business today. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profiting. I wanna talk to all you employers out there, and let's talk about company culture. At Yap Media, we have a super unique company culture. We are all obsessed with excellence and we even call ourselves this really cute name, Scrappy Hustlers. We're all Scrappy Hustlers at Yap Media. And my team is growing fast and hiring is a pain in the butt, especially if you're looking for A players that are gonna roll up their sleeves. 
But luckily, when it comes to hiring, I no longer feel overwhelmed by the search for the perfect candidate because I use Indeed, the ultimate hiring platform. Indeed's matching engine always presents me with a pool of high-quality candidates that match my job description to a T. If you're tired of drowning in your hiring pool, Indeed is here to rescue you. You can use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging your candidates, making the entire hiring process a breeze. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I've hired some of my best employees at Indeed, some of my best scrappy hustlers. With over 140 million qualifications and preferences analyzed every day, Indeed is constantly learning from your hiring preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets at actually hiring your perfect match. Join the ranks of more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that have already chosen Indeed to hire great talent. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash profiting. Just go to indeed.com slash profiting right now to support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash profiting. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of Yap is brought to you by Eight Sleep. Good sleep is the ultimate game changer when it comes to leveling up your productivity and ultimately the quality of your life. But did you know that more than 30% of Americans struggle with their sleep? That's why I've teamed up with our friends at 8sleep and their Pod Pro cover to help you fall asleep and stay asleep. Here's a hack to get a better night's rest tonight. Maybe you haven't had a bedtime since you were a kid, but having a consistent sleep schedule helps your body maintain your optimal circadian rhythm. Once your body gets into the habit of going to bed and falling asleep at the same time every single day, you'll begin to fall asleep faster and wake up actually feeling rested. Keeping up with a sleep schedule will not only improve the quantity of your sleep by getting more consistent hours in, but it will also tremendously improve the quality of your sleep too. And while the exact perfect number of hours of sleep for every person varies, the most important key with a sleep schedule is consistency, making sure you're falling asleep and waking up at relatively the same time every day even on the weekends. I know that's pretty hard, but you gotta do it. If you think that keeping a sleep schedule is far too difficult, 8sleep is here to make it easy. The ProPod cover from 8sleep is the only mattress cover and technology duo that actively regulates temperature, keeping you as cool or as hot as you want. 8sleep combines this temperature control technology with their new Gentle Rise, which silently wakes you with vibration and gradual temperature changes. You can set the eight sleep system to naturally allow your body to fall asleep and wake up right from their Sleep OS app, the world's first operating system for sleep optimization. Your individual AI model learns your ideal thermal environment and automatically adjusts to keep you in a deep sleep. This is the future of sleep, young and profiters. I'm telling you. And during the pandemic, it was really easy for me to let my sleep schedule slide off the rails. I didn't have a commute. It was easy to sleep in and stay up later. I would stay in my pajamas all day and never feel like it was either always time to sleep or never time to sleep. I never knew when to sleep. My sleep schedule just went out the window. But once I started getting more disciplined with my nighttime rituals, my bedtime, waking up at the same day, no matter what, taking a shower like I used to right away in the morning before work, I immediately noticed that I had more energy throughout the day. 
And my eight sleep pro pod cover has taken my sleep schedule to a whole new level. I feel like I've become a master of sleep. Through the app, I can track each night of sleep that I'm getting and adjust it to what works best for me. And not to mention, it's the most comfortable mattress I've ever had. And it has all these different perks like temperature control, health insights, and more. I am so excited to get sleep every night and I know I'm getting amazing quality sleep. This ProPod cover is amazing. I've got the mattress too. It is so bougie, so amazing. I absolutely love it. I feel so spoiled with my 8Sleep ProPod cover and mattress. But don't just take it from me. 8Sleep has garnered the attention from other CEOs, high performers, and top CrossFit athletes as well. We're all getting better sleep with 8Sleep and you should too. Go check out 8Sleep.com. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash yap and check out the ProPod cover to save $150 at checkout. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash yap and you'll save $150 on your ProPod cover. This is Hala from Young and Profiting encouraging you to invest in your sleep and invest in yourself. You won't regret it. Just visit 8sleep.com slash yap to save $150 on your ProPod cover. So continuing on the ABCs for a better career, the next one is B for build your brand. Once we've begun to recognize our strengths, we must next build our brand. Brand is defined as a mechanism that identifies a good or a service as distinct from other goods and services. The key word there is distinct. It doesn't say that you need to own your own company or be a master at a craft. All it says is that you need to be different from everybody else. What it means is that you need to build your own brand. Now, I want you to think about what makes you unique. What skills have you acquired over your lifetime? What are some of the experiences that you've lived through? What are the unique talents or quirks that only you have? Now, combine those together and make it your brand. Talent stacking is a concept coined by Scott Adams, the creator of the Dilbert comic. It's the idea that you can combine normal skills until you have the perfect mix to be extraordinary. Talent stacking is one of my favorite topics to talk about with my guests. I love this concept so much, and I always want to know what experiences and skills make up some of our greatest minds that we have on the show. Here's a clip from my conversation with Scott to better understand the concept of talent stacking. The other piece of advice that goes well with that is what I call talent stacking, where you build a number of talents that work well together. In my case, I'm not the world's greatest writer, and I'm I'm not even anywhere near the best artist, but I can do both of those things. Hmm. And then I also had a background in business, so I had a content to write about. So if you had business skill with writing skill with artistic skill, None of those three skills has to be world-class. It's just that they fit together really well. And so I, I always recommend whatever you're doing, make sure that you add some complementary skills because that's what makes a luck look for you. In episode number 48, The Art of Talent Stacking with Dan Schwabel, a researcher and three-time best-selling author, we talked about his talent stack and how that propelled him into the perfect career. The biggest difference between how I view myself and my career when I was younger versus now is that back in the day when I was focused on personal branding, my conclusion was you have to be the best at what you do for a specific audience, right? Mm -hmm. Take a niche and own it. 
that was how I thought I had built my career. Yet now in hindsight, what I actually did was create a talent stack. Mm-hmm. I was successful. I stood out because of a lot of different skills that when combined gave me differentiation and a competitive advantage. Yeah. And so I think it's this combination of marketing research, communication through writing, through presentations, et cetera, with branding, with social media skills, with the ability to network. All of this combined has made me very, very unique in the marketplace. And what I did was I took a skill or a set of skills that were scarce in HR and brought them to HR. Mm. So a lot of the skills I have are very common in the marketing world, but not common in the HR world. So I could have, and I had a choice to stay in the marketing world. I could have been you know, some sort of marketing guru or worked as a CMO at a company. But because I took those skills and brought them into HR, I had a skill set that was very rare in HR, so I was able to stand out and grow faster. See, I just think this is such an important lesson. Everybody thinks they have to be the best at everything. And it's a common theme that I'm just realizing as I interview all these super smart, successful people. They're not the best at what they do. They're really good at multiple things. They merge it together and create their own lane and become very successful. And I saw that in you. So that's why yeah. I want to Yeah. No, I don't think that. I'm the best at anything I do. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're great at what you do, but... But I'm not the best. I'm not the best at what I do. It's the collection of all those skills together. Exactly. Serving an industry where those skills collectively are rare that has made me stand out and shine. Now that you understand your talent stack, this means you can get to work building your resume, website, or even your current work processes all centered around your brand. Dan and I also covered how he used his talent stack to not only find a new career, but also make his current job work better for him in the meantime. And then the smartest thing I did without really knowing the implications was outside of work on nights and weekends, I spent God knows how many, like, let's say at least 50 hours outside of a 50 hour full time job on building my personal brand. Back then I called it self-marketing. So 12 blog posts a week, Mm. you know, posting on social networks, just really getting myself out there. And then Fast Company profiled me six months in and EMC got wind of it and hired me to be the first social media person in the company's history. And one of the first ever truly corporate social media people back in 2007. Wow. And then basically... That was all inspired by an article written by Tom Peters 10 years before called The Brand Called You, which is the reason why Fast Company magazine exists today. It was on the cover of The Brand Called You. And in that article, a lot of people were empowered by reading the article. There was one part of it that really called out to me that I thought was fascinating was it said something like, you know, you have to be the chief marketing officer for The Brand Called You, Build Me Inc. And then it went on to say the smartest people within an organization would create their own unique rules. And what happened to me intentionally, unintentionally was I was able to create my own unique role. I literally wrote a job description as a 23 or 24 year old within a Fortune 200 company. So I was able to do that. And when that happened, I felt like I fulfilled my destiny. And (laughs) I was so inspired by those events occurring that that's what influenced me to write Me 2.0, which is my first book that came out in April 2009. And now for our last segment of the ABCs to a Better Career, we have C for confidence. Now comes the hardest part, 
having confidence in yourself. You have the strengths and the brand to go after any job that you want. All you have to do is believe in yourself. You might think hiring managers are looking for someone who checks off every requirement on the job description, but I'm here to tell you that that's not always the case. In reality, they're just looking for someone who can competently do the job. They know that there's a perfect person out there and you just have to show them that you are, in fact, that person. If you work on truly believing that you belong in that space, you'll be surprised how quickly opportunities will open up. New and better responsibilities will be given to you. And having self-confidence is crucial to succeeding in your job search and in your career. I want to end this Yap Snacks with episode number 56, Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan, a confidence coach, speaker, and author. She tells us how you never know what the outcome is if you don't take that first confident step. I don't remember who it was that told me, maybe it was Ed Milet, when we're babies and children, we're born just stepping into fear and seeing it as excitement and evolution. Like a, a baby doesn't lay there and say, well, I've never crawled before. I don't know if I should give this a shot. And then once they're crawling, they don't say, well, I don't know if I should try to stand up. They just do. They mm -hmm. step into the fear. And when you look back on your life before people put limitations on you and you accepted them, before people told you you shouldn't try this, before people told you to go get in one lane, we innately knew continually to step into the fear, step into the unknown. And that's how our life would accelerate. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting, you know, based upon who you surround yourself with, if you follow your passions or don't, you know, what story you tell yourself, you could be the one that's holding you back, or you could be surrounding yourself with people holding you back, or you, you could be in a situation where, you know, you're not tapping into your real talents. But what I've learned is that in the past two years, I've grown more as a person, as a professional than I ever had in the last 14 years at that company. And that's really sad for me to understand that now because I can imagine how much further I would actually mm. be in life if I had been leaning into the fear, if I had been going to the next level every time that I got up to bat, you know, but yeah. I hadn't been. I had been doing the opposite. I was holding myself back so I could continue to fit into an environment that I had really outgrown. Yeah. So it ends up being a real gift to say, listen, if you're not scared today, you're not pushing the envelope, you're not growing. We were not built or born to just sit somewhere and be stagnant or even really to shrink. So why not step into that fear? Why not ask that person on the date? Why not write that book? Why not launch that show? And then one of the things that I, I use as a tool when I get scared or, you know, should I do this or should I not? I say, what's the worst that's going to happen? And when you start laying it out for yourself, if I launch the show and the show stinks, I can evolve it and change it. I can ask mm -hmm. for help. I can hire someone that could advise me. I could cancel the show if I wanted to, but I'll never know if I don't take that opportunity and, and give it a shot. And there you have it, the ABCs to a better career. Finding the career path that's perfect for you can be a long process. Trust me, I know. I went from working at a radio station to then owning my own hip hop and entertainment news website and hosting parties, to then working in corporate marketing at a water company, at a festival company, at HP and then Disney streaming services, to then creating my own podcast and then finally my own marketing and podcast agency. And along the way, I gained all these unique skills to create a talent stack. 
And then I was able to become the perfect CEO for a marketing and podcast production agency with all these different skills. And I'm able to do what I love every single day. I am so happy with the career that I've built for myself. And right now I finally achieved my Ikigai, which is the Japanese concept for finding purpose in life. My marketing agency and my podcast agency has now combined the four fundamental components of life, which is passion, vocation, profession, and mission. And I want you guys to experience the same thing, whether that's building your own business or finding that perfect place in your current career. We all deserve to do what we love. And we also deserve to make a living doing what we love and feel like we are living our most fulfilled life. How did you feel about this episode? Tell me your main takeaway by leaving a review on Apple, CastBox, Podbean, or your favorite platform. Thank you for listening to this week's Yap Snacks and special shout out to my producer, Rebecca, for all her hard work and to the entire Yap team, Matt, Puneeth, and the whole crew. This is your host, Halataha, signing off.